traveling with Grandfather Zoo. What would it be like to be surrounded by unusual pets all the time? Let's find out. The story I read today is called Traveling with Grandfather Zoo. All aboard! All aboard! shrieked Popeye, grandmother's pet parrot, as the family climbed aboard the Lucknow Express. We were moving for some months from Dera to Lucknow and as grandmother had insisted on taking her pet parrot along, grandfather and I insisted on bringing our pets too. A teenage tiger, that's grandfather's, and a small squirrel, that's mine. But we thought it prudent to leave the python behind. In those days, trains in India were not so crowded and it was possible to travel with a variety of creatures. Grandfather had decided to do things in style by traveling first class. So we had a four berth compartment of our own and Timothy the tiger had an entire berth to himself. Later, everyone agreed that Timothy behaved perfectly throughout the journey. Even the guard admitted that he couldn't have asked for a better passenger. No stealing from vendors, no shouting at the coolies, no breaking of railway property, no spitting on the platform. All the same, the journey was not without incident and before we reached Lucknow, there was excitement enough for everyone. To begin with, Popeye objected to the vendors and the other people poking their hands through the windows. Before the train had moved out of Dera station, he had already nipped two fingers and tweaked a ticket inspector's ear. No sooner had the train started moving than Chips my squirrel emerged from my pocket to examine his surroundings. Before I could stop him, he was out of the compartment scurrying along the corridor. Chips discovered that the train was a squirrel's paradise. Almost all the passengers having bought large quantities of roasted peanuts before the train pulled out. He had no difficulty in making friends with both children and grown-up and it was an hour before he returned to our compartment, his tummy almost bursting. <sighs> I think I'll go to sleep, said grandmother, covering herself with a blanket and stretching out on the berth opposite Timothy's. It's been a tiring day. Aren't you going to eat anything? asked grandfather. Oh, I'm not hungry. I had some soup before we left, you know. You two help yourselves from the tiffin basket. Grandmother dozed off and even Popeye started nodding, lulled to sleep by the clackety-clack of the wheels and the steady puffing of the steam engine. Oh, I'm hungry, I said. What did Granny make for us? Ham sandwiches, boiled eggs, a roast chicken, gooseberry pie. It's all in the tiffin basket under your berth. I tugged at the large basket and dragged it into the centre of the compartment. The straps were loosely tied. No sooner had I undone them than the lid flew open and I let out a gasp of surprise. In the basket was Grandfather's pet python, curled up contentedly on the remains of our dinner. Grandmother had insisted we leave the python behind and Grandfather had let it loose in the garden. Somehow this python had man managed to snuggle itself back into the tiffin basket. What are you staring at? asked grandfather from his corner. It's the python, I said, and it's finished all our dinner. Grandfather joined me and together we looked down at what remained of the food. Pythons don't chew, they swallow. So outlined along the length of the large snake's sleek body were the distinctive shapes of a chicken, a pie and six boiled eggs. 
We could not make out our ham sandwiches, but presumably they had been eaten too because there was no sign of them in the basket. Only a few apples remained. Evidently, this python didn't care much for apples. Grandfather snapped the basket shut and pushed it back beneath the berth. We mustn't let grandmother see him, he said. She might think we brought him along on purpose. Well, I'm hungry, I complained. Just then, Chips returned from one of his forays and presented me with a peanut. Thank you, I said. If you keep bringing me peanuts all night, I might last until morning. But it was not long before I fell sleepy. Grandfather began to nod and the only one who was wide awake was a squirrel, still intent on investigating distant compartments. A little after midnight, there was a great clamour at the end of the corridor. Grandfather and I woke up. Timothy growled in his sleep and Popeye made complaining noises. Suddenly, there were cries of snake, snake, sap, sap. Grandfather was on his feet in a moment. He looked under the berth. The tiffin basket was empty. The python's out, he said, and dashed out of the compartment in his pyjamas, and I was close behind. About a dozen passengers were bunched together outside the washroom door. Anything wrong? asked Grandfather casually. We can't get into the toilet, said someone. There's a huge snake inside. Ah, let me take a look, said Grandfather. I know all about snakes. The passengers made way for him and he entered the washroom to find the python curled up in the wash basin. After its heavy meal, it had become thirsty and finding the lid of the tiffin basket easy to pry up, he had set out in search of water. Grandfather gathered up the sleepy, overfed python and stepped out of the washroom. The passengers hastily made way for them. Nothing to worry about, said Grandfather cheerfully. It's just a harmless young python. He has had his dinner already, so no one is in danger. And he marched back to our compartment with the python in his arms. As soon as I was inside, he bolted the door. Grandmother was sitting up on her berth. I knew you would be doing something foolish behind my back, she scolded. You told me you got rid of that creature and all the time you've been hiding it from me. Grandfather tried to explain that we had nothing to do with it and that the python had smuggled itself into the tiffin basket. But Grandmother was unconvinced. What will Mabel do if she sees it? She cried despairingly. My Aunt Mabel was a school teacher in Lucknow and she was going to share our new house and she was terrified of all reptiles, particularly snakes. We won't let her see it, said Grandfather. Back it will go into the tiffin basket. Early next morning, the train streamed into Lucknow. Aunt Mabel was on the platform to receive us. Grandfather let all the passengers get off before he emerged from the compartment with Timothy on a chain. I had chips in my pocket, suitcase in both hands. Popeye stayed perched on Grandmother's shoulder, eyeing the busy platform with considerable distrust. Aunt Mabel, a lover of good food, immediately spotted the tiffin basket picked it up and said, It's not very heavy. I'll carry it to the taxi. I hope you've kept something for me. A whole chicken, I said. We hardly ate anything, said Grandfather. It's all yours, Auntie, I said. Oh, good, 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 exclaimed Aunt Mabel. It's been ages since I tasted something cooked by your grandmother. And after that, there was no getting the basket away from her. Glancing at it, I thought I saw the lid bulging. 
but grandfather had tied it down quite firmly this time and there was little likelihood of it suddenly bursting open. An enormous 1950 Chevrolet taxi was waiting outside the station and the family tumbled into it. Timothy got on to the back seat leaving enough room for grandfather and me. Aunt Mabel sat in front with grandmother, the tiffin basket on her lap. Tell the taxi driver where to take us, dear, said grandmother. He's looking rather nervous. Aunt Mabel gave instructions to the driver and the taxi shot off in a cloud of dust. Well, well, here we go, said grandfather. I'm looking forward to settling into my new house. Popeye, perched proudly on grandmother's shoulder, kept one suspicious eye on the quivering tiffin basket. All aboard, he squawked. All aboard, all aboard. When we got to our new house, we found a light breakfast waiting for us on the dinner table. It isn't much, said Aunt Mabel, but we'll supplement it with the contents of your hamper. So saying, she placed the basket on the table and removed the lid. The python was half asleep with an apple in its mouth. Aunt Mabel was no Eve to be tempted. She just fainted. Grandfather promptly picked up the python, took it to the garden and draped it over the branch of a guava tree. When Aunt Mabel recovered, she insisted there was a huge snake in the tiffin basket, but we showed her the empty basket. You're seeing things, Mabel, said Grandfather. It must be the heat, Auntie, I said. Grandmother said nothing, but Popeye broke into shrieks of maniacal laughter, and soon everyone, including a slightly hysterical Aunt Mabel, was doubled up with laughter. <laughs>